Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. You know, it used to be formerly known as Hump Day. Uh, just uh, everybody uh, bright, awake, refreshed, uh, and ready to rock and roll. <laughs> Whoa. This yeah. is Wall Wednesday. Hit yeah. the freaking wall. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, we got the, the usual shenanigans coming up on the show as we get ready for uh, Super Bowl 56. Now, uh, you're probably thinking to yourself, we are done with the Pro Bowl. Yeah. It is a wrap. We are not discussing the Pro Bowl anymore, uh, even though they had really, really low ratings, but still did like almost 7 million people for whatever the hell you rolled that out with, which you know I don't think is the worst thing in the world. Uh, but the Pro Bowl, not a good look. Maybe a worse look, though, is what we are finding out about the Alvin Kamara situation. Uh, now, the uh, reports uh, say that uh, uh, Alvin Kamara uh, punched uh, the guy involved in the fight uh, over the weekend in Las Vegas eight times. Uh, beat him unconscious uh, him and his friends uh, broke the guy's eye socket so uh, there's that uh, we still have not seen the actual video come out on that but there's also this um this uh, other report that came out that says that the vegas pd and the nfl knew about the situation but let alvin Kamara play in the pro bowl and then went ahead and just talked to him after the pro bowl so they knew this was something going on that he was involved in this in this well, case. That well, he, the proper the proper term here is uh, what what was it uh, aware that was a suspect? Yeah, in a felony felony battery incident. Yeah, yeah. See, suspected. I mean, isn't that the word that is going to be yeah. leveraged? Yeah, he, he was a person. If of I'm interest. suspecting, then it's like you know, yeah, it hasn't. There's not enough information yet. Right, like, you know. If if there were, then he wouldn't play. You right. know, um, surprise the NFL didn't step in and go. Uh, well, what do you got? You yeah, know, like- I, I think I think that's more of the concern is if if you're the NFL and you know that's going to become public, why wouldn't you just hold him out of the game? Yeah, there's no reason to play in a two hand touch game anywhere. Where how many times did he even touch the ball? Four times. Like four uh, yeah, yeah, like four catches, like twenty-three yeah. yards. Or yeah. Something. yeah, I mean, it, like, what was the point of of putting him in a position? It wasn't like this isn't the Super Bowl; it's the Pro Bowl, <laughs> and, and now they're going to look like they were trying to hide. I don't want to say hide out like one of the people of interest, but that's really what it was. Hmm. I Just mean, a bad uh, look. So, if it were the uh, Super Bowl, we'd be okay with uh, with him still playing. <laughs> Jeez. I think you got to uh, handle it the same way. I know, yeah, but I, I think, mean, I think if you, <laughs> when in doubt, err err on the side of caution is what I would say. I mean, that general rule of thumb is how things should be handled. Again, I, I'm just wondering them being aware. Like there has been moments where a guy will still be playing when they're aware of of them being a suspect to something like. Not not to try to like I don't know dilute the water, but you think about with the the uh, Dalvin Cook situation, right? Yeah. He, he was suspected of being a part of that situation, and he still played. Yeah, and then later on, you find out it actually went in his favor in the situation. I believe where you know it turned out that that wasn't something that was going to be a problem, and it it, it dissipated. 
So without me seeing it, seeing the video of it, if if I'm just a suspect and I don't know the level of involvement at that point in time, then I would assume that they were erring on the side of, well, once we have more details, then that's when we'll take more action. That's I'm just assuming because right. it wouldn't be worth it to risk your reputation well, and, and that's, over this. That's, I think, the other issue or other side of this is, to your point, LeVar, if you do hold the player out – People are then asking questions. And what are you going to say? It was because of injury? Well, then you should have let someone else take up that spot. Mm. So then you got to make up a lie then about what the injury was until all this the details would then come out. And then you find out the truth, which it makes kind of everyone look bad. So there's really, I guess at that point, the NFL is in a tough spot because as bad as it now looks in retrospect at that point in time, they might not have known all the details. But wouldn't you think you'd want to err on the side of caution? Yeah. That's what I would think. And, and also, look, we I haven't seen the video come out yet. That video's coming out. At some point, TMZ is going to get a hold of that video, and it's coming out. If it's as bad as it is being portrayed that it is, and you see this guy – you know, break a dude's eye socket, punch him eight times, knock him unconscious outside a club, and then all of a sudden the NFL has got to go, well, yeah, we thought something might have happened, but we decided to go ahead and let him play. It's, it's. I don't want to put it on the same level as the Ray Rice case, but I can remember when the Ray Rice stuff came out, the big outrage was that the NFL had seen the tape, that there was a t- v- yes. video evidence. But there, there's more than one assailant in this scenario. In the Ray Rice scenario, there's 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 a video coming. It's Ray Rice. This one, it's like, how much did Alvin do? But reportedly in the video, it, that re- is reportedly they are saying that that is how they knew that they that they arrested him, or that's how they arrested him because the story he gave them was completely dismissed. Once you see the video, that it's really obvious and apparent that Alvin Kamara punched the guy eight times. But when did we know that that was the story that was apparently totally off from what Alvin Kamara said? When the cops talked to him. And they could have talked to him before the game. The NFL and them agreed. Look, the cops are probably as guilty as the NFL in this case. They they both agreed. We'll wait until after the game. Yeah. That's that's you know the problem if, here. If, oh, but I mean, I, don't I, tell me they don't take the Pro Bowl seriously. I don't want to hear that ever again. I'm just, this is good well, stuff here. I mean, <laughs> that might be an obvious conclusion. You would have to assume that's an obvious conclusion. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, if they talk prior to it. And they were aware of of the magnitude of what his involvement was, and they chose to wait. I mean, that's that's damning. What, There's, it's like, why would you do that? I, you wonder too with the victim how they'll end up looking at this, or their attorneys will end up looking at this. You know, if they're going to look at the Las Vegas police and. If there's a lawsuit coming their way for or, whatever reason, or you know, possibly the NFL, like do they look at the NFL as well too because uh, because they're involved? But uh, I mean, you know, either well, way. Well, thank God for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, that that's that's really I think let's you know we get down to the uh, to the crux of the matter. Uh, the Pro Bowl. Uh, is back, folks. I mean, look, it's it's still in the news. All these days later, who knew the Pro Bowl, an exhibition game that nobody Dang. cared about, uh, got 7 million people to watch. And, Thanks, uh, Alvin. Yeah, you know. 7 so, million people actually watched yeah, that. Yeah, it was like uh, just under 7 million people. Wow. Yeah. A few people. I mean. <laughs> it's a few few. I, I, honestly, that number was 
probably about what it, I should have thought it was. It sounds higher than what I actually thought watched it. Well, yeah, I mean, come on. This is uh, this is the way this stuff works. So uh, so we will uh, keep you posted on the Alvin Kamara situation, but not a good look uh, uh, for the NFL, who's also been in the news this week because of the Tom Brady Deflategate stuff that's been out. That, oh, oh, don't get you know, into that now. That, uh, reports say the NFL <laughs> knew, uh, you know, well, let's go ahead and uh, get rid of some of this uh, evidence that didn't well, really support our case. It wasn't. It, it, yeah, it, it was. It wasn't necessarily evidence. It was further data that didn't support their case, right? If you looked at when they took the air measurements, so that's that's what it ended up amounting to. Is once they started paying attention to it, there's something called the ideal gas law, and it's pretty simple. It basically tells you when a football is inflated with the proper amount of air, if it's outside in a hot environment, it's going to inflate. Right. The pressure is going to go up. Span. When it's down in cold weather, it's going to go down. And essentially all the data that they collected in 2015 led them to say, huh, maybe this was just an actual natural effect. And oh, by the way, the balls weren't any, they weren't illegally tampered with or anything like that. It would have been what we would have thought any football would have been in those conditions. Interesting. And also, like I remember the conversation back in the day when people would say, "Well, what about tire pressure? When the weather changes, your tire pressure gets affected." No, yeah. no, 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 big no. difference. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, it didn't make sense from the get go. Can I derail you guys and and revisit this? I have a question. Is for it you guys. your Usain Bolt uh, conversation off the air yesterday? Yeah. No, but no. Answer me this. You mentioned Ray Rice. Yeah. If this turns out to be true, in fact, of the videos that are going to surface of Alvin Kamara, and he has indeed beat this man up the way that it's being reported, does this spell the end of his career? If uh, if if that yeah. were if that were a woman, yeah, right. Ray Rice. Scenario. Ray Rice hit that woman, and he never played another down. Of football, this is almost a, a similar scenario in terms of physically assaulting someone. If 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 that's what comes out and is in the video and it shows that he is brutalizing the dude, how is this viewed in comparison to it when when it was Ray Rice? Um, I think well, a couple of things. One, because this is not a woman, it's going to be looked at differently. And two, he's a better player than Ray Rice, so he'll play again. Well, he's younger than Ray yeah. Rice was. Yeah. Ray Rice was what twenty nine thirty when that happened. Yeah, was it? He had been around a little bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe he, maybe and, and he, was he had had a down year uh, the year uh, prior. I, to I don't that. know. The funny that thing was... is, Kamara had someone. No, Ray Rice was on the same age because Ray Rice was twenty six. Kamara is twenty six. He'll be 27 this year, so they're both the same age. Same age. When Ray Rice played his last season. Now, the interesting thing is, wow. to your point, Ray Rice's yards per attempt did go down significantly. 3.9? Uh, 3.1. And it was 4.4 the year before. So the the interesting thing about that is, if you compare it to Alvin Kamara this year, for example, last year, 5, point, uh, or five yards per attempt. This year, 3.7. So both went Very down comparable. by the yeah. same Terrible. the same amount. Terrible. And granted, look, he there was a terrible season. I shouldn't say terrible. It wasn't a good season for the Saints. And he dealt with injuries this yeah, year as well. Up. And that yeah. too. But I'm just curious because I, I don't I, I don't know. Because because should I, it be I, weighed differently? You know what I mean? Like, should it be viewed differently? It feels like it's going to be viewed differently. I know. That's why I just want to sit there thinking like, about it. It feels like he'll be punished, he'll be suspended. Right. But then someone would still give an opportunity. I mean, they launched having NFL players be a part of the no more, you know, push and campaign and 
there was just a whole lot of things that came about after that happened. Yeah. And I just wondered, like, will this be viewed as intensely? Like, if, if somebody gets involved in anything domestic, they are immediately let go. But this won't be considered domestic. But isn't in, in in nature, isn't in essence the same exact thing? I also want to see how bad the video is because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If he brutalized him, like yeah. Ray Rice punched it. I don't remember the video, but I, I, did he strike her more than once? Uh, I, don't, no, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Re, I don't recall the details, but he. It, I mean, he. She was, it was unconscious. It was, it, it was bad. It was awful. If he. If if Kamara brutalized this man and broke his face, and he's the one that's doing the swinging, I wonder how that's going to be weighted. Because now doesn't that create – if I'm Alvin Kamara, doesn't that create an issue? Or if I'm Ray Rice, doesn't that – it's probably more Ray Rice. Does that create an issue where it's like, whoa, you know, hold on here. It it costed me my career. How, how, I mean, I, I I do wonder if the Saints. We talked about it yesterday. Their salary cap issues. Oh, yeah. If the Saints will look at this as well, you can get I from mean, under it. Yeah, oh, they will. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, they, they will in this case. It, but it, to your point, I do think it'll be viewed differently. Yeah, it's uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, how about this one? Uh, you knew that uh, gambling was a big deal and it's taken over. It's why you hear you know, DraftKings on this show, uh, proud partners with DraftKings as we get you ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, you hear gambling shows pop up like uh, Straight Out of Vegas on this network. Uh, we do segments like the Prop Bet Monster. I mean, Live Bet Jesus really, I think, started this whole thing. But again, you know, I'm not here to, you know, uh, to, to hype anybody up on the show that doesn't need it. Um, then the U- American Gambling Association, uh, or American Gaming Association, rather, dropped this that they are expecting U.S. bettors to wage uh, wager almost eight billion dollars on this year's Super Bowl. The previous record was last year, and it was four point three. So they've almost doubled from one year to the next the amount of money that's going to be gambled on the Super Bowl, which is a crazy number. And if you're people inside the NFL or around professional sports, you've got to be looking at yourself going, why the hell didn't we welcome this in sooner? Like, what were you waiting on? I I think state by state, you're going to start seeing more states look and saying, we need to legalize this fast. What was it, New York? One billion in the first three weeks that they were open for betting? It's like the the amount of money that's on the table – is crazy. It is. Did you hear that story of how the tolls, because before it was legal in New York, people would be going to Jersey where it was legal to place a sports bet because they had this geofencing, right? So they track your phone where you're placing the bet. And so people would just drive yeah. across oh, yeah. the bridge drive to Jersey, the br- yeah, the lay the bet, and <laughs> yes. drive back. Yes. Which, like, at that point, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in New York. Like, those tolls are expensive. Yeah. Like, you've really got to start winning some bets yeah. in order to actually come out yeah. on top with that whole strategy they, of how you're laying bets. That's D.C., Virginia, too. D.C., yeah. Maryland, Virginia. People drive over into Virginia. Yeah. To be it, able to gamble. It, I remember we were on the air when uh, Gordon Hayward signed with the Celtics, and this guy from Utah was so depressed that he called in and said that he that they didn't serve beer. I think it was because uh, it was a hall. I think it was Fourth of July, but it, they didn't serve alcohol in the state of Utah at, on that day for whatever reason. 
So he was driving across state line to buy booze and then bring it back into Utah. He was just like, I, I got to get my fix. So he literally drove across state line and then brought it back in. So you mean to tell me that these degenerate flunky gamblers need their fix so bad that, that they're they paying the toll? Across, yeah. driving Good for them. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> hey, call it a flaw you want. $8 billion. Call it a flaw you want. It's this, absurd. But isn't this, isn't this also why when Brian Flores comes out and says that the owner of the Dolphins is is giving you $100,000 to tank games. This is why that's a big deal. It, it's it's why the Dolphins... I, I don't know that anyone's tanking this game, though. Well, no, no, but I'm, I'm saying... saying but, uh, like, as far as gambling being welcomed into the yeah. world of sports, I mean, I think it's only going to get bigger. There's probably going to be a cap at some point or some sort of a, a, a you know... A, it only goes to a certain uh, number, I would, ex- I would imagine. But when you see this stuff roll out for the Super Bowl... And and who knows what the numbers are going to be as we get it? Like draft props, right. you can bet on the draft. Right. Like that's now a big deal, and it seems like almost a uh, a race to see who can get the next next thing covered or next uh, element of gambling involved in the world of sports. It's I, awesome. I think you're right from the standpoint of bribery. I mean, we don't want, but the but we could say we don't want the NFL to, to venture into that realm because of how their draft process is set up, where you are automatically, if you're the worst team. You are getting the first overall pick, which can be, in this case, as we're witnessing with this Super Bowl, a franchise-changing quarterback like Joe Burrow. So that's the power of that. And, you know, again, in retrospect, if the allegations are legitimate, and that's who Stephen Ross was trying to tank to go after, maybe Stephen Ross had a point. <laughs> because yeah. the Dolphins are probably in a different spot right now. But I, I digress. The, the The truth of it is it's going to be harder and harder to you know, not have an incident pop up here or there, and, and that could be any sort of incident in regards to gambling, right? And so we can legalize it state by state, you know, federally, however you want to go about doing it. It will probably be a state by state deal, but as it becomes more prevalent, the problem is you're going to hear of more issues, you're going to hear of more problems, and then how does the NFL manage that? Because how they manage the Stephen Ross situation with Brian Flores and those allegations. It's a big one. It's, it's a big one. It's gonna be, yeah. it, 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 will, it will lead us to at least in a direction of how they're going to handle this moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you, Were you guys, when you played, were you aware of how big gambling was? Did you have any, had uh, any concept? No of idea. I, I mean, I, I knew I aware of gambling, just never was. I'm still not a part of it all like that. I had, to, what do you I, mean? I had to. I had to learn it. Like, like, <laughs> I, literally, I had to learn. I had to talk to people. I just. I had to talk to buddies and say, you know, and kind of research online. Like, all right, what's the lingo? How does how does this work? I mean, I still don't, you know, know a lot of stuff. Like when people start getting to certain parlays, certain lingos, you're going, what the hell? It's almost, yeah. it's almost like why for people who golf, it's almost like you walk up on a tee box, and then people are talking about all sorts of different like betting games and gambling games. You're like. I have no idea what anyone's saying. It is so much fun, man. I'll tell you a funny story. I used to deliver the slips from the barbershop to to to, to the OTBs. To the next play. To the off track betting. I I used to deliver slips. Like walk walk them from here to there. Was had, it, had take them take the bag of pink slips and hand them to this person no, over here. Is it because they like they were like they trusted you because you're a bigger dude and they're like, well, no one's gonna no mess no. I was young. Oh, gotcha. I was in I was in middle school. It, now was this for horse racing or was this for all sports? I don't know. I saw. I'm saying I never knew Maybe dog what, racing. I never knew what the the bets were for. Is this still a thing out here? Dog racing. Yeah. Um. I don't. know. I think they were kind of uh, taken aback when um. You know. 
the animals had an issue at Santa Anita. And I think they realized, like, maybe it, we should, uh, you know, kind of pipe down a little there bit. There was a measure yeah. in uh, in the state of Florida to get rid of dog racing. And so, mm-hmm. obviously, it got voted down because it was, it was portrayed, you know, it's harmful for the dogs, et right. So, the problem is... Is now you had all these dogs, these greyhounds who used to be race that dogs, were being abandoned. Yeah, where, where were they going to go? Yeah, and and so the the alternative was being euthanized. So people down, didn't right. realize, like, hey, if you don't have a solution for this going away, that's a problem. I mean, look, you can. I, I tried to gamble on a pig race at a county fair. Uh, I couldn't find any action. How does that work? Like, uh, what, well, do they, what do they entice them? They, they, well, I don't know. They've got like because uh, you, you would think you like, say like bacon, but that they're not cannibals. They're no, not yeah, not, yeah. It's like you're not going to put a cheeseburger <laughs> down and make a cow eat it. You know, yeah. I mean, and Lavar would know better. He used to tip cows uh, when he was uh, in his younger <laughs> days. But I just, uh, you know, I tried to gamble. There's some things it, that I eat the meat of what it is. I mean, crocodiles eat one another. Who Dahmer? Crocodiles. Oh, that's true. I mean, yeah. th- there are other there animals. There are some other animals other. that yeah. will eat each other. Yeah, but yeah. Are, are they actually So you can't it? just say, don't put a cheeseburger down. And Oh, that was me at I mean, one I'll point. I'm this. not going to eat there it. Was, if there know? was an animal that would eat itself, a, a pig would a probably pig. eat itself. Oh, yeah. yeah. A pig, well, a goat, you know. a goat might eat itself. I mean, that, you know. <laughs> that feels like. Goat eat, goats eat everything. Everything. They, they eat everything. I like, mean. I, I have 48 acres. In, in Maryland, and we had goats at one point in time just to keep down the brush. They, they just go out. They just eat it. Just did you ever have those fainting goats? No. Oh, have you no. seen those, though, right? Yeah, they just have you go, seen those? Oh, they, like, tip over? They just go no, to sleep. No, so it's like their defense mechanism. They act like they're dead. Yeah. Boom, but, like, if you sleep. startle them, they'll just drop. Boom, and, and apparently it's really hard. On, on, like on their, so like they, they don't have long lifespans. Oh yeah, it, it's it's like really hard on them. As well, so people would do it as like a game, and eventually they would just not it, wake up. It's a self induced heart attack. I mean, how's yeah. that good for anybody? You know, like, I mean, just uh, that, now how do they make that happen? They give them like a bunch of blow like early in the I morning, remember, and then uh, just I remember Tony down. Siragusa told a story because he he was like amazed when he first saw them, and he bought a bunch because I think he had a bunch of uh, bunch of land in PA or somewhere. And then, and he was like, "Yeah, no, those, those things they, they don't always they wave back run up. Through, they plow through everything. Yeah. It's the wildest thing watching them move because it just disappears. Everything that's in front where they're at, it just disappears." Well, I mean, listen, um, you know, I, poison ivy, how, poison oak. <laughs> they just going all in their mouths. They just sitting there. Tap, bleh, like I don't want to see what that. What does that smell like coming out the other end? I don't know. That's the uh, issue. A poison oak. Uh, you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's not fun for anybody. Uh, but again, um, and you're probably asking yourself, well, what does that have to do with gambling on the Super Bowl? We're not sure. You know? <laughs> we're, not, we're not entirely sure. But uh, you know, this is it where has the conversation goes. To do with it, yeah. I mean, this is where the conversation goes. So uh, get after it a little bit. And uh, you know, there are some people out there that used to do the old. I'll say this for for sports betting. My first email address I ever had, I never had an email address. The only reason yeah. I got it was to yeah. open up a gambling account. Man, I've been in this game a long time, Brady. Have Quinn. you? Yeah, I've lost my ass a lot. I probably what? lost 75% of bets I've ever made. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? 
along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game, we're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. All right, so there is it was Super Bowl 56 coming up. There's a lot of conversation about, you know, what this game would mean towards uh, a couple of players involved. And, you know, we all steer towards the conversation of the quarterback. So it's, you know, Joe Burrow for the Bengals. It's Matt Stafford for the Rams. Because the media has been jamming Matt Stafford for MVP down your throats for months and months. This might be where they, they try and, uh, you know, uh, get this thing right, correct? Uh, as far, if the Rams win, oh, it's going to be a heavy slant towards uh towards Matt Stafford you think so I mean he's actually the odds on betting favor right now um amongst most books but I would actually say he's got more competition for this award if they do win because you know Cooper Cup's going to be productive we've seen wide receivers in recent years win it right I saw Julian Edelman whatever many years ago that was um so other positions can and and could potentially win it but you've got Cooper Cup Odell Beckham Maybe even Cam Akers, the way they've ran the football in the playoffs. But then also, like, let's not forget, once if Aaron Donald has three sacks versus an offensive line that gave up nine sacks to the Tennessee Titans. And look, the Titans have a good front. It's not what the Rams, or at least how the Rams have been playing. So you could see, like, any one of those guys maybe stealing the show, but I think there will be a hard push. Like, as long as Stafford has two touchdowns, only one pick, and throws for over like 250. A, if they win, lock. it's a lock. It's a lock. It's a lock. Even if I, I would say, even if Donald has like three sacks or Ramsey has a pick six that seals it and locks down, you know, Jamar Chase the entire game, I, I still think they're going to push for Stafford. Three yeah. sacks might be hard. That might be hard not to give it to Donald. Just I because, know, but just you know because, how they are. Yeah, but just because. I think everybody knows that Aaron Donald is the heart and soul of this team. Yeah. Also, Von Miller, the way Von Miller's played, he's been an MVP before. Put it to you like this. If Von Miller had a two-sack game and they won this game, Stafford's getting that MVP. Yeah. Um, If Aaron Donald has a two, three-sack game and they win, Aaron Donald's getting MVP. So, in order, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, then Aaron Donald, as far as the Rams side, bet, of I would be bet there. I think that's favorite. a safe yeah. bet. Um, that, Matt Stafford, significant, significant favorite, plus 115, then followed by Cooper Cup, then Aaron Donald. Cooper Cup will get a lot of consideration if he has a really good game, but the only thing with Cooper Cup having a good game is you'll still be able to trace Stafford. that back to Stafford. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If and, Stafford you know, has two picks, then you're maybe saying, okay, maybe Cooper Cup could come in and steal, especially yeah. the type of catch. Like, not all catches are built the same. If he makes an acrobatic catch. Now, that's the difference. Yards after that's, the catch. That's the difference. That's, that could make yeah, a big that's difference. Going to be a and big also, difference. because Andrew Luck, the the furthest he got was an AFC title game. Matt with, Stafford. With, well, I'm saying with, oh, you're saying Andrew, with Luck, Andrew Luck. Oh, okay. The furthest he got was an AFC title game. Cooper Cup being in the Super Bowl, he's the first Amish-looking player to ever start uh, oh, in the Super Bowl. Oh, that was your setup. I, I totally what? ruined your setup. That's why We'll clean up the Because you're trying to say Andrew Luck it looks Amish. Yeah, he does. I mean, um, up on the podcast. Since, are you since, not going to hit the button, Berto? How's that, you, how's that racist? Oh, not going to hit it? Cooper how's Cup, it Cooper Cup and, and uh, Andrew Luck don't look Amish? 
You're not going to hit it? How's it racist? Racist. Oh, there you right, go. Listen, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just saying. Racist. Man. Now, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, Bengals, it's Burrow. Yes, it's Burrow yeah. followed Jamar by Chase. Jamar Chase and then yep. Joe Mixon. Now, the guy who is tied at uh, plus 2,500, so 25 to 1. Dark horse. Is, is Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, I right. thought you were going to say T. Higgins. Well, T. Higgins is there. He's uh, well, he's uh, plus he's, 5,000. Yeah. I would take T. Higgins. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'd take T. Higgins because I think they're going to take away Chase. Yeah, I think they're going to try their best. But I think they're going to try to force feed the ball to Chase. I don't think they're going to wait to try to get him active like they did this last game. So T. Higgins could be a dark horse if if Cincinnati plays well. Did Santoni Holmes win it? The year Pittsburgh won versus Arizona was that bad. He did get it. Yeah. And and so that's what T. Higgins has to do. Yeah. He's got to have a big game. But you also have to make a catch like that, which that, in my opinion, might be the greatest Didn't catch Dion in Branch Super Bowl history. Did Branch get it one year? Deion Branch yeah, got it one yeah. year. Did he have a return, though, in that game, too, I felt like? Uh, or just a couple big plays? I don't plays. think a return. That but was yeah, uh, Desmond plays. Howard who wanted That's on a return. Thinking. Desmond yeah. Howard. Um, so on the subject of Odell Beckham Jr., um, yeah, I would say things have gone pretty well for him since he left Cleveland. Uh, now, never mind the cryptocurrency, whatever uh, you know, payment he got out. Ooh, you know, you know how much right money he, he, you know how much money he's about yeah. to make off the field being if he wins the Super Bowl, that, and, being Odell Beckham. And and what's what is his funny, stardom goes right back. Hey, Bitcoin up. is up today, another two point three percent, big time. Big time. Climbing its way back. Um, I know he, Lee's excited about that. Here's the uh, here's what's interesting is that he was talking about um, the potential that he was going to go somewhere else. And there were two teams other than the Rams that he was considering going to. Um, the first one, and we can go one by one on this, would have been the New Orleans Saints. He said, uh, quote, I was very, very, I was close, very close. It just didn't feel like the right time, right place, wrong time. Which is basically, I didn't want to play with Taysom Hill, correct? Yeah, or... Trevor Simeon, you know, a rookie in Ian Book. Like, don't you say Ian I, Book? Don't I, you disrespect? I'm just my saying guy. that's his perspective. I, I love my guy Ian. Or how I, many weapons was he going to have? Well, that's the problem. Is right. it would have been basically just him. Yeah. Which I'm not saying that he can't shoulder that, but the reality is he probably looked at it and goes, "Yeah, I like Sean Payton's offense, but I don't like this offense the way it's operating." Yeah. And so he also listed the uh, New England Patriots. Oof. And um, that they could have been, have been yeah, a yeah. game changer, yeah. though, for them. Yeah. Because yeah. they needed someone that they could really isolate and rely on at the wide receiver. I, I, I mean, that would have been huge for Mac Jones. And, I, and you assume he'd fall in line. You'd assume Josh McDaniels. I, I know for. I know for a fact. I remember when we were in Denver in 2010. There was times where he could like figure out how to just get a one on one with Brandon Lloyd. We used to run. We used to have these things called that we call run action passes. Yeah, Brandon Lloyd was so good, so good. It was so. So here's what we do: we would literally get like in a three tight end set where we've got like all three tight ends on one side. You got Brandon Lloyd by himself on the other side, and we would fake an outside zone running play to the right, and then we would literally just block the run. Right, that's what we call the run action pass. And then we would just have Brandon Lloyd run an isolated route. And so what it do is it would take the entire defense, and LeVar knows, because when you got big personnel in, you got big defensive personnel in. So it's a one-on-one with that cornerback. They're not giving safety help. They're, they're thinking you're going to run the football. So he would literally take all 10 defenders and then make them run with the football, thinking it's a run to the their left, offense's right. And then he would have Kyle Orton just off, literally off the fake, 
turn and throw it out there to Brandon Lloyd. Brandon Lloyd had almost 1,500 yards receiving that year. Dude, he, he was, could draw. Josh McDaniels could have drawn point. up whatever he wanted to get him the football. I'm telling you, he is a magician yeah. when it comes to scheme he like was, that. And, uh, Brandon Lloyd was the first dude doing them Odell Beckham catches, by the way. Yes. Oh, great hands. I mean, uh, uh, Odell became famous for it, but Brandon Lloyd was, Lloyd doing, was doing that Dude, his toe taps, him. body control. He yeah. wasn't a fast guy, was he? No, Brandon he Lloyd? was downfield. Smooth. He was smooth. Smooth. Like, he would – that was the hardest thing about throwing to him – was the way he would run through his cuts. Yeah, I know where he was breaking, he would take, huh? No, he wouldn't break, though. He oh. was so smooth, it would take him three steps where other guys would have to break down their feet. And so as a quarterback, you know, you see him working up field vertically, and you're throwing to a spot. Well, his spot would have to be closer to the middle of the field because when you let go of that ball, the way he would just be able to maintain his speed, like almost like a NASCAR around a curb, like he would just rock it out of that turn, and then he would get to the middle of the field quick. But he, I mean, he was... He was amazing that year. He um, and so uh, on the subject of Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he was. I think we were starting to enter the territory of, hey man, like it's it. Like you know, we've seen the best of Odell Beckham Jr. And we may have seen the best. Maybe he doesn't get to that that peak that he was at in New York and even a little bit in Cleveland. But there was a thought that well, it didn't work in New York. Uh, you wore out your welcome in Cleveland with the way that ended, and and all the uh, you know his uh, his dad releasing the uh, the footage uh, that Lamar is a big fan of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets to L.A. with the, the Rams. All and, you know, the injury to Robert he did Woods. Buy that subscription, the yeah. NFL Game Pass. He did. The, the injury to Robert Woods happens. And then here he is, man, in a Super Bowl after being ridiculed he's, for the I boat mean, party. On, he's, the, not a, he's not a conquering hero. No, I, I, mean, I, don't, I not, don't think he's a conquering he's hero. He's contributing. But, but the, the idea of it is, is that it's still valuable for OBJ to be winning, at least be winning. The, the conversation about him is much different, though, than it was well, a couple of months I think a lot ago. of people are pulling for him because I think that a lot of people believe that it wasn't him. Yeah. What For better or for worse, for if it's just or unjust, a lot of people believe that he got the shaft job by Baker. It, 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 goes, it goes to show you, though, going from one organization to the other, the difference it can make. You know, whether it was the Giants early on in his career before they kind of started falling to the wayside, but then into Cleveland and just the difference of, you know, what turnover in coaches, turnover in offensive philosophy, all of that, and how, what kind of difference it can make as a player in your career. And that's a – I mean, it's a damning example of that. But, you look, you'd like to believe and say, well, dude, he, this might be – he might be just getting started here in L.A. because I think the qualities about him – that make you think he'll be able to replicate this and continue to get better from from this is he just got there this season. He's yeah. only going to get more comfortable with the offense. The qualities about him as a receiver, he may not have the same burst. He's always been a precise, amazing route runner. He does. And he's got great hands. Yes, he does. And if you got those two things, like much like we talked about with Cooper Cup, who's a 4-6 guy, you can create separation. You can, you can, you can do a lot of damage. Feel bad for Robert Woods, man. I know. Yeah, it sucks. It happens, but <laughs> well, that's, that's cold blooded. That's cold blooded. You don't it feel happens. Bobby right. Trees, they call him. That thing happens, man. I blew my Achilles tendon out the year before the team that I chose. Now, keep in mind, all that time spent banging your body up to try to get there, you leave, 
You get there. You get there. You you hurt yourself, and it's like, ah, forget it. And then the very next year, they win the Super Bowl. Were you rooting against them in the Super Bowl? No, absolutely Why not. not. Oh, my on. gosh. Yeah, come on, though. You, like, you know uh, how everybody talks about how this is – you get an experience of what you think this is what the NFL is supposed to be, and then you you know I get you you get the opportunity to go to to another place and the the New York Giants was a it's a very well ran organization I know they're going through some hard times right now but you know when Ernie Accorsi was there and Reese was there and in the front office and everything was stabilized the way it was back then and even even now the Mirror and Tish family are are they're just great A people just yeah. great A people. Yeah. So it, it, I missed it by a year. That's that's. I much have rather been on the team and got a ring and be able to say, yeah, I won a Super Bowl. I mean, I injured myself. You know that happens, but I got this ring though. I'd rather have the ring. All right, let me ask you a question. Uh, be honest here. Little, little we have any game show music here? I mean, uh, I got cut little, the uh, year I was with Seattle, and they went on to win it. I mean, I, I was honestly rooting for them. Could you've gotten uh, a ring? Would they've no? Yeah, make the opening day roster. Yeah. Which that was the first time I ever got cut too. So I was like, man, f these guys. Uh-huh, but right. at the same time. You know, you text Russell, you text the guys, you're like, you're happy for hey, him. By the way, uh, you told a story, and I'm a little bothered because I don't think you told this story at all on Fox Sports Radio, but you told a story on the Dan Patrick show of uh, the landlord trying to get uh, the oh, security man. deposit back. Unbelievable. I, I'm so pissed you never told this story on the air before. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like there was a time and place for it. I mean, there is now. Here's the truth. <laughs> so th- I didn't realize this. Like, I was from the Midwest, very ignorant to anything in the Pacific Northwest. When you first get out there, you realize there's a lot of headquarters of some big corporations, right? You've got Boeing, you've got Microsoft. At the time, it was T-Mobile, just to name a few. And what you don't think about is like, you're looking for real estate to rent. Well, so are all those people who are coming to work for those corporations, right? Like all those corporations, Amazon, everything. And so you're sitting there and you're like, Man, I'm competing with dudes who are moving here from India, China, everywhere. And so it's a hot, hot market, and it's hard to find rentals. And I was only looking for a 12-month rental. And so um, I end up finding one finally after walking through like a ton of places. I lived in a hotel for, I think I signed there in March and ended up uh, basically living there until about August. Wow. So I finally finally find a place, and I'm like, all right, nice home really cool you know people as far as uh the owner and all that at least initially and then i get cut and you know the the thought process in my head was like seto had kept three quarterbacks for a while but it was becoming a growing trend where they wouldn't keep three on their active roster they would keep two and then maybe one on the practice squad and so you know i played well it's probably one of my best statistical preseasons and i get a call and at this point i'm back in in south florida where we had the little break and they're like, yeah, we're going to have to let you go, but the Jets have already called, and we talked to them about you, blah, blah, blah. And I ended up signing with the Jets soon after. Well, meanwhile, I'm like, with the Jets, I'm getting calls from the realtor, like, help me with all this. And they're like, yeah, they don't, you know, they, they, they're they going to take your security pot, all this stuff. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I was like, we put language within it. Like, you know, if, if this happened, I could get out and all that. And so the landlord was irate with me and, like, trying to get back the money. And I'm like, hey, look. 
I didn't think I was going to get cut. Like, right. you think I was going to sign a lease for a <laughs> year? And a, I thought, like, two months into it, I was going to get cut? Like, I haven't experienced this before in my life. I've, I've never what been fired. A-hole. I'm like, can you let me, like, figure this out and cope? And, oh, by the way, I'm trying to learn Marty Morningwig's long-ass West Coast offense. When I just came from an offense that was West Coast where I was cut down. Now we got all these words we don't even need in the, in the <laughs> offense anymore. But I just – I remember, like – Man, and, and so, um, and I'm sure they found a renter like that, right? Like that. It, they probably in two days found someone to replace it. It was like it was a big deal. <laughs> what a pain in the ass. The worst part was is my uh, fiance at the time, now wife, we had our dogs out there. We had everything. So she had to be the one to like pack it up, move it out because I was, I was with the Jets. Like I was rolled out. Yeah, I was, I was right gone. there. I was Next all the way across the country. And so she was there trying to pack up everything, move out well, all the best it's, it's like when the, you know, the tire blew on the car and you needed her to get it repaired. Do you, you want like, hey, to see her again? <laughs> like, hey, that didn't, I ended, Mr. Up, Mr. I ended up Quinn. getting, by the way, I ended up getting that repaired. She didn't bad. do that. Do you ever want to see her and your dogs again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You will give us this God darn security deposit. Yeah, you better believe well, they it. They had it. It was me trying to well, get it back. I was yeah. like, what? You will not get this security deposit back if we allow you to have your Fiance and your dogs back. That guy, you tell that guy to kiss your ass. Like, what is that about? Like, like you're you're thinking about a security deposit when when you're trying to figure out your career. It was it was actually people yeah. get petty. it was actually a woman. But when yeah. you okay. when well, you get to those was points, a guy. people get really petty. They do some of the most pettiest things when when you get to that point. Yeah. Like when the, the separation felt of it takes place. Yeah. Like, right. She was so nice on the way in, and then oh, like, yeah. all helpful, and then it was like, oh, yeah. hey, first stri- sign of adversity. Like, right. what? Bailed yeah. on you. Oh, listen, wanted that moolah. Probably going to be pissed when Russell bails on him. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.